Hello and welcome to the Lead, Develop, Care podcast, the podcast devoted to helping you take the mystery out of leadership while helping you grow in your capacity and competence to become the leader others want to follow. I'm your host, Todd Cothran, and I'll be joined on this podcast by Terry Cook, my co-host, friend, and the author of Lead, Develop, Care, Shaping a Different Kind of Leader. In this episode, we're going to discuss the last of our primary responsibilities of the Lead, Develop, Care framework, care, the area that is always at the top of most people's list of what is most missing of these three responsibilities. It is our hope that you will hear something of great value that you can start using today. Hi, Terry. Welcome to the Lead, Develop, Care podcast. Thanks, Todd. It's great to be with you again. What is this, our fourth podcast? It is. It is podcast number four. So I'm, I'm excited about today. Uh, we finish up our three primary responsibilities uh, today. And, uh, and so yeah, I told people that if they hang in there with us, that these first three podcasts are going to be really important to lay a foundation uh, for their understanding of the Lead, Develop, Care podcast. And so here we are today. Uh, we're going to be talking about care the third primary responsibility. But I'm curious, Terry, we talked about develop being the most actually neglected out of the three primary responsibilities, but care is the most felt neglected one from the perspective of those being led. Can you talk about that a little bit for us? When I say that neglect is the one that's most missing, that is from the perspective of the leaders. And most leaders feel like they're fulfilling this requirement because they put some type of activity into their calendar during the work year. And so to the, from their perspective, it's covered for the year. Gotcha. And yet what happens on the day in and day out activities and what goes on, what goes on in the work environment, it's the care component that those that are being led see most. Okay, sure. And so mm-hmm. that's the one that they always put at the top of the list is the one that they like to see more of. Well, that makes perfect sense, Terry. And I, I think we'll probably actually talk about that a little bit more as we get into the podcast here. But let's start out as we have with the other two of giving a definition. How do we define care? We define care as intentionally watching over and responding to the people's needs and well-being. We're going to do with this definition as we've done with the others, and that is we're going to break this definition down and look at the different components. Once again, let's start with the word intentionally. Terry, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, talk about the importance of this aspect or this facet of care. Yes, and, and as you stated, that we've, we begin each definition with the word intentionally, and the reason we do that is that there are many things that demand our attention, mm-hmm. that occupy our thoughts, the ever-present here and now issues that are staring us in the face. And consequently, these current situations often leave little room for intentional thought and planning. I like to say that you can delegate almost anything except thinking, and thinking requires intentionality and planning. So in other words, what we're saying here is that care doesn't just happen. We may have a heart full of care, Mm, but unless we are intentional in how we want to see that demonstrated, people won't see it. Sure. You know, I'm sure there are some out there thinking to themselves, okay, if I take time to think about, to be intentional 
uh, about thinking about my people and planning and so forth. <laughs> what do I need to be thinking about when it comes to care? Well, that's a great question. And we're going to be looking at, again, the different components of this definition. And that will help you to understand more fully when you're thinking about those you lead, the different aspects of what you need to be thinking about. And the next aspect of this definition is watching over. What do we mean when we say watching over? Todd, this carries the idea of active seeing. What do you see? What's going on and what's really going on? Oftentimes as leaders, we see the big obvious things, such as everyone showed up for work and everyone is busy at their desk, for example. Therefore, everything must be fine then. We may miss the more subtle but relevant observations, though. What's the tone in the office Mm, today? Or did I notice that during the team discussion, Susan withdrew from the conversation? And it takes work to see beyond the obvious. However, I find that many leaders respond as one dad did when I asked how things were going with his family. He paused for a moment and then said, no one's crying, so I guess everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Now, that tells me that what he really only sees is when things reach the crisis level. A leader needs to see those, obviously. But if that is all he or she sees, it is not the active watching over we mean here. This is where such things as emotional intelligence is such a helpful discipline to learn. Well, Terry, I see what you're saying. And certainly uh, emotional intelligence is such a popular area of study today, and we understand the importance of emotional intelligence uh, in the workforce uh, and certainly within families and so forth. But it's one thing to notice something. It's one thing to see that something's off or even to maybe even dig in a little bit and figure out what it is, but it's something else to actually respond to what the issue is. So that brings us to the next part of our definition, actually responding to the issue at hand. Can you talk about that? Yes, Todd, it's not just enough to see. There has to be a response to that observation for people to generally understand that you care. And this can be seen in two questions. First, did you respond? Mm. And then second, how did you respond? Let me see if I can illustrate this. And it's a rather dramatic illustration, and I hope it never happens Mm. again. But I think it does illustrate the point. My wife and I were at a reception with over 100 people of us in the room. And we were all standing around uh, these tables, enjoying hors d'oeuvres, when all of a sudden I noticed a woman across the table from me having this look of absolute panic and horror on her face. And she was pounding her chest. And to my surprise, I found myself running around the table, twisting her around, reaching my arms around her and beginning to perform the Heimlich maneuver. Mm, wow. And thankfully, with great surprise and relief, something that was caught in her throat mm-hmm. popped wow. out and she began to start breathing oh, again. That's great. Now, the thing that is amazing is that everyone at our table saw that she was choking. In fact, many people from neighboring tables also noticed her, but no one responded. Mm, okay. Now, if, if you ask the question of any of those people who saw her, do you care for this woman? 
and the fact that she's possibly choking to death, all of them would have said, absolutely, we would not want to see that happen. And yet nobody responded. So for care to be actually seen, it has to be translated from what's inside of you to an action that others can see because they cannot see your heart. Mm -hmm. They can only see your actions. So real care requires a response. Exactly. It can't just be that. Don't they see it? Mm. No. (laughs) Don't they know that I care for them? Well, they will if you can actually put that into demonstrated action. Care has to be demonstrated, and that's why we've come up with our four operational aspects of care, which we'll be looking at in subsequent podcasts. Why don't you go ahead and just give us those four? The four are know, connect, provide, and protect. And I'm not going to stop you there. Just, just give us a little bit more of a teaser so, so everyone yeah. will know what we're going to be talking about in a future podcast when we talk about these. You know, people have asked us, what, what can I do to demonstrate that I really care for people? And while we tell them that, there, look, there are literally hundreds of things that you can do, here are four things that you must do. And we just, these are our four operational aspects for care. And those four are know, connect, provide, and protect. Even has a little jingle to it. <laughs> no connect, provide, protect. And they are not as easy to perform as one might think. Mm, okay. And the, the, the no, and we have found that no and connect are the two hardest ones. Well, Terry, let's just take one more minute to take a look at these operational aspects. The no connect aspects you say are two of the most difficult one, ones. Why do you think that is? Because we assume that we already know and we are already connecting Mm, with them because we're in a relationship with them. And yet we may not know the things that we need to know, or we just know the big general things rather than the most important things for them. And so it takes intentional action for each one of these. Know and connect. The problem that we often have with those is that we assume that because they work with us, they're in our family, we have a relationship with them, whatever it is, that we already know them and we're, we are already connected to them. Yet when it comes to what matters most in the day in and day out activities that we uh, encounter with each other, that assumption does not always carry through. Okay. And so, therefore, we've we've made it a point to uh, illustrate and to provide some tools that will enable a leader to be more intentional in knowing and connecting, as well as providing and protecting. Yeah. Well, I look forward to that episode. I think it's going to be a great episode, and people are going to get a lot out of that one. Well, Terry, that takes us really to our next word, which we've already uh, been discussing to a point, and that's the word needs. Uh, Can you discuss that for a moment? Yes, needs is the most obvious thing that we can look for and that we can see when it comes to providing care for people. The thing we have to realize is that we are, as people, all have needs. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, one of the great opportunities that we have as leaders is to use our position, to use the authority we have, to perhaps use the resources that are available to us to actually 
meet the needs that people have, those things that are required, those things that are essential to them. That's good. Because if those if those things that are required, those things that are essential are not being met, mm-hmm. then other things that we may want to do for them or other things that we may ask of them will be uh, become secondary to them, sure. to them because this is their primary concern, yeah. that need that is addressing them at this moment. Uh, you know, Terry, I, I think of when you talk about uh, needs, I think about what we have seen happen over the last many years as far as the, the corporate world is concerned. And years ago, there was no such thing as as childcare uh, within corporations, uh, right? You know, you had to figure it out. Uh, you had to, you know, hire out childcare for yourself. You had to get, you know, grandma, grandpa, or aunt and uncle, or someone to take care of your kids while you went to work. But more and more organizations started to understand, you know what, we can really help our people, care for our people, uh, if we actually offer that here, where they can just drive to work, drop their child off at, at uh, daycare, knowing that they're going to be cared for when they're when they're here working. And that was a real benefit to, to who knows how many people over the many years that that's been instituted. So that's certainly an example of how needs could be met, right? Exactly. And that's a, a demonstration of care that everyone sees and appreciates. And it's not just talk, mm-hmm. right? You know, it was actually carried out. So, you know, I, I just think of other needs that, that we have is that, you know, everyone has the need to uh, for encouragement. Everyone has the need for uh, clear uh, instruction. Everyone has the need for good feedback, mm-hmm. whether it's positive feedback or critical feedback. You know, all of those are needs. Yeah. And the fact that you, uh, as a leader, are giving that to the people that you're leading is a demonstration that you really do care for sure. them. And it's not just words, but it, you're actually acting that out yeah. before them. That's great. That's why it's so important to take the time, right, to think about our people and think about what they're facing and what they need. Because while one person may be struggling because they need childcare, another person is struggling because they're not getting encouraged. They're doing a great job, but no one's actually telling them <laughs> that they're doing a great job. Great. Well, thanks, Terry. Have, let's go to our next word, and our next word is well-being. Yes, well-being is is kind of the other side of needs, and that is that uh, sense of uh, health, happiness, being socially socially connected, uh, a sense of meaning or purpose. And you know, the thing that I find here is that this is most often seen in the type of environment that the mm-hmm. leader sets up for those that they lead. Okay. One of the leaders that I'm coaching right now is in a statewide uh, organization that has certain regions. And he has pointed out to me that in a couple of those regions, the leadership environment is a toxic mm, one, okay. that people dread going to that particular region, that the employees in that region are constantly being criticized, they're constantly being written up, okay. which remains in their permanent record. And the uh, his comment to me is that the leaders over those two regions feel that they are doing an effective job by how many employees they are riding up like wow. that. And they just don't recognize that they have not even thought about the well-being mm, okay. of those that work for right. them. So that this is critically important to, to, to strive to have this healthy environment 
to where people look forward to coming to sure, work. Of course. They look forward to, to being with the team rather than dreading it. And I, I can remember another situation that I was personally involved in where in an office that we had, we had a receptionist who was probably the best receptionist I could I've ever I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, everything that you think a receptionist needs to be, she was it. But after a year, she left. And the reason for it was because of the chief of staff who was over her had created such a, a stressful environment that she just could not handle trying to figure out which chief of staff was coming into the office today. Is it going to be the friendly chief of staff or is it going to be the one who is overly critical on everything that she does? And finally, she just says, I can't stand it anymore. So she left our office and we, we suffered as a result yeah. of that. Well, Terry, that story, that type of example could be told uh, many times over, and probably all of our listeners know at least one example like that. And the fact is, if leaders understood the power that they have, uh, that they could set uh, set up a, an environment, uh, nurture an environment that is really designed to help people to flourish. It is beneficial to themselves as a leader. It's beneficial to those they lead, and it's certainly beneficial to the company. But many don't understand that. And because of that, it leads to toxic environments that you mentioned earlier. And the thing is, once an environment becomes toxic, it is really hard to turn it around. And so leaders need to understand from the very beginning, they have the great responsibility and privilege of setting up a really positive and nurturing environment. An example of the power that a leader has in setting up an environment that is for the well-being of those who work with them or the opposite of that is one that uh, with the, one of the clients that we had where I noticed that when we had team discussions that very few of the women would actually answer, okay. uh, would speak out. And at one of the breaks, I went up to a couple of the women and just said to them that, Hey, I noticed that you're not saying anything. And yet I know you have some things to share because you've shared those with me. Well, what's happening here? And let me just use this generic name. But uh, what they said to me was, Terry, you don't understand the power that Mary has over the rest Mm -hmm. of us. Okay. I said, what do you mean? She said, every one of us is watching Mary's nonverbal communication. We could all tell as to whether or not she is for this or against Mm -hmm. this. And uh, we're just afraid of going against her. And so as, as we talked about that, I just thought, you know, if I were to ask Mary, does she really care for her, her colleagues? I I know that she would have said absolutely without question. And yet, because she was a senior executive on this team, she was not creating the environment that really showed that she cared for, for her, colleagues' inputs and contributions, but that she was actually controlling them by what, how she responded, how she reacted. So, uh, and later on, when we actually brought this up to her in terms of her own development, she was shocked Mm -hmm. that she was doing this. But it, 
it was an area, fortunately, that she was able to grow in because she began to see the importance as a leader that it's not just what she she says, but it's the environment that she creates that communicates or that communicates care or the lack of. Oh, that's a great example. Thank you for sharing that. Well, Terry, that brings us to the end of the definition, but you touched on this at the very beginning of our episode today, and that's the fact that care is the most felt neglected area when it comes to the primary responsibilities. And so let's kind of bring that back, and maybe that'll make a little make a little more sense to people as we've walked through the definition now as to what we mean by that being a neglected area. Do you want to touch on that again for us? You know, everyone knows the old expression that people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And it is 100% true because care deals with what they are sensing and feeling right now. They may not be able to cognitively say that I wish I were getting better development or I wish I were getting better leadership but they can feel whether or not they're getting good care. And that is front and center with everyone. So it has to be taken seriously. It has to be given uh, uh, thought and intentionality to it, to not only feel it in one's heart, but to actually be able to demonstrate it through their actions of how they seek to know and to connect, to provide and protect for those that they are leading. Mm -hmm. And once that happens, when that environment is being uh, created, it's amazing how that paves the way for these other two areas to happen. Sure. You know, some people may be listening to this thinking, man, this is getting a little little too touchy-feely for me. What would you say to someone who says that? You know, a lot of people think to really be good at care, you have to be Mother Teresa. Mm, Okay. You know, just this, oh, so compassionate. So, you know, people are all, the only thing that I really think about and their well-being, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's this touchy, and, and the touchy-feely side of it, that care, you know, is not based upon temperament or personality. It's not based upon emotions. It's not based upon how compassionate you feel towards someone, it's based upon solid, demonstrable actions that any leader can take. Just just like lead, for those who think, if I'm a leader, I've got to be George Patton. You know, we won't say, no, 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 look at the definition. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with type A personalities. The same thing with this one is that care, it's not so much emotions or compassions compassion felt, but it's these demonstrable actions that anybody can take. Well, Terry, that brings us to the end of another episode. And as always, let me ask you if you have any final thoughts as we bring this episode to a close. Well, I think it, it not only is it, is it the conclusion of this episode, but it's the conclusion of our three primary responsibilities. And I would say to those that are listening, if you get nothing else out of these podcast other than lead, develop, and care, you will have a leadership framework that will serve you the rest of your life. Now, at the same time, let me say we have much more. We have 11 operational aspects that we've 
seen over the years enable leaders to actually operationalize, to put into action each one of those three primary responsibilities. So there's more ahead, but at the same time, the big idea is to keep lead, develop, and care ever before you in every leadership arena that you experience. Well, here are four key takeaways for today. Number one, care. The third and final primary responsibility is defined as intentionally watching over and responding to people's needs and well-being. Two, while develop is the most actually neglected out of the three primary responsibilities, care is the most felt neglected one from the perspective of those being led. Three, caring for those we lead does not have a one-size-fits-all approach or method because people are all different. Four, Care is not determined by temperament or personality. One does not have to be overly emotional or compassionate to demonstrate care. Know, connect, provide, protect are operational aspects that everyone can do. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Lead, Develop, Care, Shaping a Different Kind of Leader. Be sure to tell your family and friends about our podcast if you found your time with us helpful. And visit us at leaddevelopcare.com to find out more about the LDN group and the many resources we offer. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to Lead, Develop, Care, the podcast devoted to helping you take the mystery out of leadership while helping you grow in your capacity and competence to become the leader others want to follow. Until next time, keep leading, developing, and caring well for those you lead.